Welcome back to the Effort Over Everything podcast. I'm your host, Jason Kleep. On today's episode, Matt Daly Valley, Gabe Yannis, and I talk about the EOE 40 challenge that starts January 10th. Now, all of us, we're super fired up about this. And in particular, what I'm looking forward to is this idea of it having multiple pillars. It could be as hard or as easy as you want to make it. Definitely listen to this episode if you want to learn more about what it is. But at a high level, you're going to incorporate some type of nutrition goal looking at quantity and quality. You're gonna incorporate 40 minutes of movement a day, variety of different ways to get that. You're gonna wake up 40 minutes earlier than you normally do, whatever time that is for you. And for me in particular, I'm gonna use it as a way to get in some additional reading. And finally, there's this idea of the clean sync club. And to understand what that is, you gotta listen to the episode. So before we get into it, just wanna remind you, if you could leave us a rating or review, if you like this type of content, we would really appreciate it. Get excited for some Kafu Kalipas to come back, some additional episodes to come out with uh, partners and with friends who are gonna join us on the show. Without further ado, let's have an incredible episode about EOE40 with Gabe Yannis and Matt DeLaValle. Let's go. All right, it is officially December 30th. Uh, we got New Year's coming up. 2022 is coming right around the corner. And this episode is going to release um, early in 2022. And what all three of us will be doing, in addition to probably a lot of other people, I, I hope, is getting ready for the EOE 40 challenge. And I'm in particular, I'm really excited about this because I haven't done a 40-day... I mean, I, I've done different types of challenges, but this is the first one I've done that has multiple components and doing it for 40 days. So I want to talk about the EOE challenge. I want to talk about what it means to us. Why do we create it? And kind of start there because I think that people who listen to this show could get value from it because I know that I'm trying to get value from it because I want to improve my life in a variety of different ways. And that's ultimately what it's about. I am super fired up about the EOE 40 challenge. It launches January 10th and that no better way to capitalize on the momentum of the new year, to really get involved with something with positive people, with like-minded people, to set yourself up for success way beyond 40 days is to start off the year strong with a 40-day commitment. And I know a lot of people shit on 30-day challenges, 40-day challenges, even 75-day challenges. I've heard people shit on those. The reason we did this is to give people the opportunity to dive into some specific aspects of their life, their fitness, their health, their nutrition, their habits that might need a little bit of accountability. You need some people to kick you in the pants every now and again. The EOE 40 challenge, Jason, Gabe, myself are going to be doing it. Hundreds of other people are going to be doing it all together. And you're going to take that momentum that you get in 40 days and hopefully carry that well beyond the 40 day challenge. You're going to achieve some amazing stuff in 40 days, but the real good stuff are the things that you're going to take beyond the 40 days for the rest of your life or for many, many years after that. I'm just going to run through the quick, the four things that the EOE 40 challenge revolves around. Then I'm going to turn it over to Gabe because I know that he's got some really awesome stuff about motivation, discipline, and challenges themselves. But the four criteria of the EOE 40 challenge, and there's a whole rule book. If you choose to sign up for this, there's a whole rule book that we wrote for you to get all the details out of the way. But number one, is every day for 40 days, you're going to do some sort of fitness movement, some sort of workout for 40 minutes. You can combine different things to get to the 40 minutes. You can go on a 20 minute walk and do a 20 minute workout, but it has to be a purposeful and intentional 40 minutes every single day. It 
doesn't need to be the most intense 40 minutes of workouts every single day for 40 days. You can throw some intensity in there. We know we love intensity, but it can be chill every now and again. Some of the stuff that won't count for 40 minutes are taking naps for 40 minutes, meditating for Wait, 40 minutes. You can't take a nap for 40 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> you can't get a massage for 40 minutes, but other recovery in there like yoga, stretching, sauna, cold bath, those things can be combined towards your 40 minute total. You have to draw a line somewhere and we kind of drew it at naps and massage. The, ne <laughs> the next element of the 40 day challenge is 40 minutes waking up earlier than your average wake up time. And you can choose to slice this and dice this a couple of different ways. You can look at all seven days of the week and set a wake up time that's 40 minutes earlier than what you normally do. Or you can say, hey, my Monday through Friday, I have to wake up a little earlier. I'm going to go 40 minutes before that. On the weekends, I like to get a little bit extra sleep. I'm going to go 40 minutes before that time. You have the freedom to set it up like that. But like we're going to talk about, the 40 minutes that you get in the morning, that you get back into your day, you can use that however you want. You can use it for self-development, use it for self-study, work on a project, work on yourself, do your workout in that time, meal prep, whatever. We're just trying to show you that you can have a little bit extra time into your day by having that extra 40 minutes back. Yes. The next element is nutrition. For 40 days, you're going to follow some sort of quality and quantity kind of control on your diet. And we give you a lot of freedom in what those could be. We're going to recommend a couple of different things for you guys in that rule book. The hands-on nutrition challenge is our challenge at NC Fit. We're going to give you all the rules on how to use the hands-on nutrition method to monitor your quality and quantity. But if you wanted to make some simple restrictions about, I don't want to eat past 10 o'clock, or I want to cut out soda from my diet or anything like that, you have those options. You just have to monitor the quality and quantity. And the thing that I'm most fired up about is this last part. And I know that this is going to give Jason a little chuckle because we had a lot of debate about this every day for 40 days, you must go to bed with a completely clean sink. The clean dish club. You have to wash all of your dishes. No dirty dishes in the sink. I know it sounds a little bit lame, but trust me, doing these little things, like the mundane things that nobody wants to do, the very easy stuff that you could pass off to somebody else or say, I'll do it tomorrow. No, we want you to do it tonight. We want you to do it every night for 40 days and see how that carries over to different aspects of your life. Can you tell them fired up about the EOE 40 challenge? Clean dish club. Clean dish club. <laughs> and I can't tell you fired up at all. No, I'm, I'm super excited about this. And, you know, one thing that you brought up that I think warrants a little bit of discussion is what tends to be the kind of critique against these challenges, right? And, and the common thing is that it isn't realistic long term, therefore it serves no purpose. Or, you know, people are going to go right back to what they're doing after the 30 days, 40 days, 75 days. So kind of what's the point? And while, especially with nutrition things and like being super restrictive, I, I get that a little bit. I think that what these challenges are super powerful at doing, even though you might not continue to be 100% strict about these four things for the entire year, is I think it's, it's super powerful to, A, like you said, kick your pants a little bit and, and, and really kind of instill some discipline, but also to see how transformative it can be to be that dialed in to these four things. Like I guarantee you that if people out there join us and stick to these four rules for 40 days, you're going to look different. You're going to feel different. 
things that are even outside of how you look in the mirror, how you perform in the gym are going to start to improve. It's inevitable. It's going to happen if you're true to yourself and you stick to these things. And I think that that alone, like getting to day 41 and realizing that your clothes fits a little bit better, you feel great in the gym, you're getting amazing sleep. You read two books when two books was all you read all of last year. That stuff is super powerful. And then yes, you might not continue to do every single thing afterwards, but it's so motivating to see, hey, this is what I can do in 40 days. Imagine what I could do if I, you know, what I always say, which is, you know, do 80% of those things moving forward. If you realize how powerful 100% adherence for 40 days can be, and then you stick to 80% for the rest of the year, I mean, it'll, it'll and, and I don't, this isn't hyperbolic, like it'll change your life. And I 100% believe that. And, you know, one example for me that I think was super powerful, two years ago, I, you know, wanted to start the year with this idea of like doing little challenges with me and Ariel that we would share on social media. But, you know, we weren't even asking other people to join us. It was just our thing. And we did Jocko January, which was for all of January, we woke up. It had to be at 4 a.m. Didn't have to be 4 a.m. on the dot, but it had to be some four on the hour because Jocko's a monster. And that's what he does every day. He takes a picture of his watch. He's getting after it, inspired by that guy. And we did that for the entire month. I missed two days. Part of that was because my birthday's in January. But anyway, we did that for most of the month. And afterwards, I just realized how much, and again, this might not work for everyone, how much I got out of starting my days that early. And I'm not saying that you have to wake up at four, you have to wake up at five to be productive. I'm not. I just learned through that month that if I have two hours before the rest of the world is hitting me up on emails or I'm getting whatever, or there's any distractions, having that time to myself to get something done has literally changed my life. And now, like, even if I don't set an alarm, it is impossible for me to get up later than 6 a.m. It just like, it can happen. My sweet spot is right around five and it's like no longer a struggle at all. And just making that into something where I don't even have to work on it anymore has been so powerful. And it's helped me get so much shit done that I never would have been able to, because if you wait to get something done, after you know your regular workday, 4 or 5 p.m., it's so easy to put off, but just getting a win early in the day or starting work early in the day so that you know now I have the flexibility to go out, check on the animals, work out in the middle of the day because I got a good chunk of work done super early in the morning. It's been amazing. And that all happened because I committed to something just for 30 days. So I think it's powerful, even though I'm not still doing 4 a.m. every single day 100%, right? I like the 40 minutes in particular because it could adjust based on your lifestyle. So what we're saying is 40 minutes earlier than what you normally do, which I do think is a different twist on it because let's just say normally on Saturday, you wake up at seven, right? Um, but normally during the week, you wake up at six. Well, you could adjust for that time difference. I think that's, I think that's important. So like for me, um, I could see how someone could say, oh, every day I'm gonna wake up at whatever time. But for me, I will have a slight adjustment based on what I normally do on Saturday and Sunday let's just say I'm with the kids and we're up late or whatever it is, I'm going to adjust my time, but that'll be helpful because the 40 minutes is just an additional time during the day that again, it's a little bit more silent and I could allocate that time. Cause it's almost like you're getting free time back in your day to go and do things that are going to help improve you. So for example, I want to read through um, extreme ownership again. Um, I read it once. I want to read it again. I want to read through some additional books. That's something that's important to me for the 40 days, but I want to talk about the nutrition factor. 
So, you know, the nutrition thing is, is it's an interesting topic because I do think that in the new year, well, you hear more times than not, I'm going to go into the gym five, six days a week, and I'm going to eat super clean. And they do that for a little bit of time and they get burnt out. But our, our, this 40 day, it's not as restricting and crazy as it might seem, at least in my opinion, 40 minutes of movement doesn't seem crazy. As long as we're not saying, Hey, you have to go do, you know, whatever you just have to move for 40 minutes a day. Okay. Got it waiting at 40 minutes, but the nutrition piece, I want to talk a little bit more about that. So MDV, when we talk about the hands-on nutrition, we talk about uh, looking at quantity and quality. I think at a high level, people understand what that means, but where's the restriction there? Because like, for example, alcohol, uh, sugar, where does that come into play? Good question. Um, So I just want to rewind just a little bit to this idea of how the challenge is going to feel for people. One of the coolest parts about this challenge is that you can ratchet this thing up to be as hard as you want it to be, as uncomfortable as you want it to be. If you wanted to set a 40-minute workout time that you're going to really go hard in in that 40 minutes for 40 days straight, if you're going to set really restrictive rules for yourself on your nutrition, you're going to weigh and measure every piece of food that goes into your system. You're going to only eat whole foods, no processed foods. You're going to cut out alcohol. Those are quality and quantity restrictions there. They're just a little bit more extreme. You could also say, you know what, 40 minutes before my average wake up time, that's still too easy for me. I'm going to go beyond that. I'm going to wake up at 4.15 every single day. I'm not saying you have to do that, but this challenge offers you the flexibility to say, hey, listen, I want to really ratchet this up and I want to test myself against 40 really, really challenging days. And maybe the dishes in the sink thing, maybe you're so you know, fastidious in your own kitchen, your own house that you don't have to worry about dishes in the sink. Good. A lot of people do have to worry about that. Maybe you pick something else. Maybe you look at the inside of your car and you go, man, my fucking car is a mess. I am going to make sure every week that not only my dishes get done every night, but I'm going to make sure I clean my car every week. You could do that to this challenge as well for yourself. The other side of the coin is somebody who's just starting out. Somebody who looks at this and goes, wow, 40 days, that's going to be really hard. Yes, there's going to be a level of difficulty to this thing that if you've never done anything strictly for 40 days that had rules associated with it, it might start to wear you down a little bit after 10 or 15 days or so. You get into the middle of these things, it gets a little challenging. The first 10 days, you have a lot of momentum, you have a lot of hoorah, but it's going to get tough. You want this to get a little tough though, but you also at the beginning of this challenge have the opportunity to make this appropriate to where you're at in your journey. So if you're just starting out and let's say you have a good amount of extra weight that you have to lose and you've been struggling with things and you're eating a lot of highly processed foods, maybe you're, you know, you, you know, it's not that great for you, but you go to McDonald's every day and you also have a couple of regular Cokes, regular Coca-Colas a day. Maybe the one thing that you do for your nutrition in the quality uh, portion is you say, Hey, I'm, I'm not going to go to fast food restaurants. That's the one thing I'm going to do. I'm just going to fast food is not on the menu for me. I'm going to shop for all my food. That's going to be what I do quality wise. And maybe uh, quantity wise, you say, instead of drinking three Cokes a day, I'm only going to have 
one Coke and I'm going to try to replace the others with diet Coke or club soda or hey, diet Coke for me is out and I'm going to own uh, Coke for me is out. I'm going to only drink club soda or diet Coke. Those are fantastic little changes that you can make. And I know that they might sound big for some people, but the point is that you can make these as appropriate as they need to be for who you are in the situation that you're currently in. Somebody more experienced, ratchet this thing up, really get after it. Somebody a little bit more of a beginner, take smaller steps. And if you need help or if you need some advice about that, you can reach out to Gabe on, on social media, on Instagram. You can reach out to me on social media, on Instagram, Jason, same deal. And we'll help you get to that point. But I make, I just want to make sure that we cover that before we go into explaining a little bit more about the nutrition. Gabe or Jay, did you have no, anything I, on that? I thought that was a great, I thought that was a great point, right? You could ranch it up or you could ranch it down. Like we're going to be sending out daily workouts for people that they could do for their 40 minutes if they want. But if you want to do like a gnarly 40 minute EMOM every day of cardio and dumbbells, I mean, you could for 40 days and that would get really, really tough, you know, in 40 consistent days of training, it does get tough when you don't take any rest days and you get in 40 days of movement. Um, but I like what you're talking about, how each individual is going to have to look at it. like you did actually when you reflected with 75 hard, right? When you did 75 hard, you reflected that maybe your nutrition could have been a little bit more challenging for you. And I think each person just has to look at it and be like, Hey, is this going to be tough for me? While also being real about, you know, you might be like, and myself included, right? You're going to talk a big game in the beginning, be like, hey, but you're right, 10, 15, 20 days in, it's going to get tough. So you want to be realistic, but also create challenging enough goals. And you could always, I guess, adjust if you want to, to make it a little bit more tough in the middle way, if you wanted to. We want, yeah, definitely. You can move things up a little bit in the right. challenge. What we would want to say, go the other way. <laughs> yeah. If you start this off and you start to see yourself, making adjustments to make it so much easier for yourself as you go through the challenge. I think you have to take a look in the mirror and say, Hey, am I, am I really doing the spirit of this thing? Or am I just trying to be comfortable as I'm going through 40 days? It takes to make changes in your life, your health, your fitness, your nutrition, your habits. When you wake up, it takes a level of discomfort for everybody, for everybody. My level of discomfort might be a little different from yours. It might be a little different from Gabe's. Gabe's not uncomfortable waking up at five in the morning. A lot of people are, but that's okay. You don't want to make this thing something that you can just kind of swim very easily through and it's calm waters the entire time, but you also don't want to make it something that's going to break you down completely. If you don't want that, just think about what's challenging for you relative to who you are and relative to your journey. Super important. I mean, I love the sliding scale aspect of it, but like you said, it's, it's the onus is on the individual then to also not cop out because it's really easy to, right? Like you can say, Hey, I'm going to do these things. And especially with the nutrition, which is, I remember what you mentioned when, when we did 75 hard, you know, like you already eat plenty of fruits and vegetables and that's what you're going to focus on. That seems a little, you know, against the, the, not against, but not in the spirit of what we're trying to do here. You know, one of the things that I actually think about it and is like a Tabata. So I was doing a Tabata with the class the other day and we were doing Tabata pushups at the end of the workout. I was like, Hey guys, come on over here. I was like, we're gonna do this thing. It's gonna be 20 seconds on 10 seconds off. And after round one, I said, Hey, tell me your numbers. Whoever could hold your number for the next, whatever, I'm going to give you a free drink out of the refrigerator. Cause I wanted to see. And so, you know, you had people who banged out like 20. But it's interesting when you think about Tabata, right? 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off for four minutes of an exercise. In the beginning, if, you're, if your goal is the lowest common denominator, right? Like your lowest number. If you start off too easy, let's just say it was push-ups and your goal was five. Well, five at the end of four minutes is not going to be very challenging for, let's just say me. 
But if I go out way too hot at the beginning, I just lose motivation after a minute. And then all of a sudden I just give in. I go from 20 to five again. But if I just get it right, where it's just enough where, damn, I got to push for that four minutes. That's ultimately, I think, what we're looking for out of this challenge to relate it to Tabata for those of you who have done that. I, I thought that's a good analogy. For sure. Do you want to dive into the nutrition a little bit or were you going to? Yeah, say no, I think that that's a, I think the nutrition aspect probably needs a little bit more kind of fleshing out for people and talking about nutrition is very confusing. Listen, I, I think we all know that it's one of the things at NC fit that, you know, we specialize in fitness training and coaching that, that, that is our bread and butter. But we also realize that nutrition plays such an enormous role in your health and your fitness journey. And if you are coming into the gym an adequate amount of times per week, if you're working hard enough, commensurate with who you are and what your goals are, if you add a level of nutritional discipline to that, it's like pouring kerosene on a fire. It can absolutely ignite your results. It can make the journey so much easier for you. You won't have the types of setbacks that you might uh, normally have. You're going to accelerate your goals to where you want to be, whether those are aesthetic goals, whether those are, Hey, I just want to lose 10 pounds, whether those are, you know, competitive goals within the realm of fitness. Nutrition is a huge deal. I'm going to level with everybody here who's listening. Nutrition gets overly complicated by a lot of people out there. You go on social media, you read an article online. It says one thing you read another article. It says the exact opposite thing. You look at one influencer's page they're saying, hey, do this type of eating, this type of diet. You go to another influencer's page, they say the exact opposite. It can be really confusing, even for people who are in the know, like Jason, Gabe, and I. But getting down to the brass tacks, two main things matter in nutrition. The quality of your food and the quantity of your food. The quantity of your food matters in terms of total caloric footprint in what you're putting into your body. It just is true. The amount of the food that you eat and what the caloric impact of that matters in terms of your activity level and whether or not you're going to be gaining weight or losing weight. Calories matter. I know that sometimes we wish that they didn't matter, but they do matter. And that's what controls for a large part, your body weight. Yes, there are some things outside of that. There are some genetic things that you think uh, we could look at. There's some lifestyle factors we can look at and all that kind of stuff. But for the most part, when we're talking about body composition in terms of gaining weight or losing weight, quantity is the most important thing to think about. The quality of your food really impacts your short and long-term health. Quality of food matters a lot in terms of what type of micronutrients and macronutrients you're putting into your body, which obviously play into the caloric values of your food. The reason why these get conflated sometimes, high quality foods, whole foods, unprocessed foods, things that don't have a lot of man-made interference, typically don't have as high of a caloric value when you're just kind of comparing apples to apples to use the term as highly processed, highly kind of laden with sugar, chemicals, artificial ingredients as the stuff that you might get in boxes or bags or from fast food restaurants and all that kind of stuff. So when you're looking at quality foods, if you're looking at a diet that's rich in lean proteins in fruits in vegetables in nuts and seeds, and even some of those things, I know that the calorie value on those is higher, but vegetables, fruits, really good proteins, 
the calories associated with a lot of those are usually quite lower than if you compared that to artificial man-made foods that have a lot of preservatives in them. Those are very dense caloric foods. You eat less of them and you get higher caloric input into your body. They're also doing things in your body that aren't necessarily always great for you, inflammatory responses and all that kind of stuff that can get a little complex. The long and short of it, when you break it all down, the quality of your food does matter. It matters in terms of your health mostly, but also in terms of the amount of food that you get to eat because you eat a higher quality diet, you typically have more food that you can eat compared to a low quality diet for the same amount of calories. The quantities of your food matter as well in terms of how much calories are going into your body, size of the individual, also your activity level, your history, all this kind of stuff matters in terms of that. But when you just break it down to brass tacks, like I said before, if you are ingesting more calories than you're burning, you are going to be gaining weight. The composition of the calories does matter, but quality, quantity, I know Gabe, you probably have some thoughts on this as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny because yes, nutrition can get very complicated by a lot of people out there talking about it, but it's actually really simple. And, you know, you said it really well. I think quantity and quality are two things to think about. And that's why we're focusing on those two things with the challenge. And if you don't care to like figure out what you want to do for nutrition on your own, that's why we have the hands-on protocol for you to follow, which is very simple in that we want you to have three balanced meals. Each meal is going to have a protein, a carb, and a fat, and you can actually use your hands to measure what those appropriate serving sizes should look like. So you're not pulling out the scale if you don't want to. Now, is counting macros a really valuable tool if you have very specific goals? 100%. But I get it. I don't want to weigh out my rice. I don't want to be doing math. I don't want to do anything about it. So guess what? I have two hands and I can look at size of my palm. I kind of want my protein on the plate to look like that. Two kind of like handfuls. I want my carb and my, sorry, my vegetable to look like that. And then my thumb, that's how much fat I want to have. It's pretty simple and it's easy to reference that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. And you'd be surprised how powerful making sure that you're getting that three times a day is towards kind of keeping the cravings for the things you shouldn't have at bay, even if you're not particularly restricting that. So we're not saying, hey, this is 40 days of no chips. However, if you really are getting that palm size of protein, which is very satiating, you're just going to be less likely at like 3 p.m. to be like, man, reach for the pantry and grab those chips. Are you still going to do it if it's still around? Is it still not ideal if you're trying to lose weight? Yes, but you'll be surprised how less likely you are to reach for those things without even noticing, which we all do, right? Like if we have snacks around, sometimes you don't even notice and you've like polished off a bag of whatever. Those things are less likely to happen if you're eating also vegetables, high in fiber, fiber and protein, very satiating foods that like MDB was saying, if they're high quality, if they're whole food sources, you're going to get a lot of volume, makes you feel full, makes you feel like you had a satisfying meal without all the calories. Whereas if you go out and you have, you know, a, a Big Mac and fries, you're going to be hungry again in three, four or five hours. You're going to not feel good. And the amount of calories that you got in that like relatively small meal in terms of volume is huge, which is not beneficial for what mo most people's goals are, which is to lose a little bit of uh, a weight here with the new year coming.
I got to tell you in the last like couple weeks here, because we've been almost every day going out with family and friends through the holidays. I mean, I see, I feel a dramatic difference in the way I feel and the way my mental clarity is personally. So like, for example, I feel like my body has more inflammation. I just feel like more achy and my activity level has probably dropped a little bit, but I just feel more achy. And I think it's because I'm having higher inflammatory type foods on a regular basis and an overly abundance of them. And I'm okay with that because look, I'm out there, I'm trying to go out with my family and we're going to dinner and I don't really care about weighing and measuring that stuff during this time. But it also leads me because I am getting that kind of like, I guess this break, it is showing me the value of when I was eating better and when I will eat better of the way I feel physically, but also the mental clarity, I think for me is probably the biggest thing. And this is what I'm looking forward to people experiencing who haven't experienced this before is that when you avoid the type of food that MDV and Gabe are referring to, I have found a dramatic difference in my mental clarity. So I don't have this brain fog that occurs when I have these excessive amounts of food that are maybe higher in carbohydrate and whatnot throughout the duration of the day, I have more, I feel more level uh, level, uh, whether it's my blood sugar or whatnot, I just feel better. I feel like I'm thinking better and my body feels better. And so I'm looking forward to getting back to that. Now, that being said, New Year's is tomorrow. I'm probably going to eat some you know, pretty bad stuff and I'm probably going to drink a little bit of alcohol, but I am looking forward to January 10th and ramping this thing back up. And here's the thing, Jay, because I think a, a, an important thing to point out is, you know, we've talked about fast food a lot as, you know, people eating out and that yeah. not being good. But, you know, Chick-fil-A. I know Jason, yeah. Jason's not going out with this family to Chick-fil-A or McDonald's every night. You're going to nice places. And I think that one thing that people need to realize is even if you're going to the most farm to table, healthy restaurant is that, you know, next time you order your appetizer or food, one thing you'll notice is that whenever you go out, food is very heavily sauced. There's everything comes with a sauce. And that's where a lot of the extra calories and a lot of the extra things that don't make you feel good sneak into even some of the most high quality foods at restaurants. When you cook yourself, you're not getting the salmon and it's like in this like, you know, sauce and like everything just the glaze. That's what adds that stuff always adds a lot of calories that people don't realize when they eat out. Because, you know, if I'm ordering the salmon and broccoli rob at a restaurant, like it's salmon and a vegetable, like it's pretty good. Right. But you see the dish and it comes in like something that tastes really good, but that is where a lot of the calories and a lot of the sneaky stuff sneak in. Because at the end of the day, when you're going out to eat at a restaurant, their number one priority is making that taste amazing. Whereas when you're cooking the same exact things at home, Salmon, broccoli, Rob, amazing meal, but you're not covering that thing in some like butter sauce with, you know, God knows what, even at some of the best restaurants, something to keep in mind. I want to bring up this clean dish club real quick. So I think for nutrition and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, it is the individual's journey, right? We're going to focus on quality and quantity. I think that makes complete sense. It's pretty non-controversial when you do it, evaluating what works for you, I think is important, but looking at it from a hands-on perspective, which is going to be a resource we're providing is a pretty cool baseline, right? Uh, Even when you think about it, even if you did go out to eat, say, okay, the palm, the hands, the thumb, got it. Okay. If, if you're, you know, eating a, you know, prime rib or whatever, that's three times your size of your hand, you know, it might not be in alignment with that, that meal plan. But this clean dish club is interesting to me because I was, I'll admit, I was relatively against it for a pretty long time. I thought it was kind of dumb. 
until MDV explained the theory of it being the mundane items, which really just put it over the top for me and made me really think like, it represents more than just like a clean sink. It represents what are the things that you're doing in your life, the mundane, the kind of like whatever that you're not doing that you can improve upon. And so MDV, I just want to, you know, kind of give you a shout out for that because I do think I was telling my friend last night about it because he's joining us and he's never done anything like this. And the thing that he's excited about is he thought that was a really cool idea with the clean, clean, di- uh, clean sink. And so I want to give you credit with that. And then also plant the seed for you to talk more about this mundane item, which you already alluded to with the car. I think that's something I could work on myself. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm probably, I am most fired up about this element of the challenge. And I know yeah, that, that baby. we're going to see a lot of pictures of sinks. I think. For oh 40 yeah. hundred percent. I also am going to make a wild prediction here that more people in this challenge will struggle with the clean sink than necessarily some of the other aspects of the challenge. And I get it. Yeah. Everybody's a little bit different. You know, I'm not going to struggle with it MDV because I do my dishes every night. There's a lot of people out there and I'm talking myself included. You have a couple of pots, you have a couple of pans, you might soak them overnight. You put some hot water in there with the dish soap and you go, ah, you know what? I'm I'm letting them soak. I'm letting letting it soak. No, you have to do them all every night before you go to bed, you have to have a completely empty sink. And, you know, part of this is, it kind of refers back to what Jason was saying is like, you have to embrace the mundane things, the little things, the little tiny bits and pieces of your life that nobody sees, but you, the stuff that you say to yourself, I can do this later. I don't feel like doing this right now. I'm going to do it tomorrow. No, we are hitting a hard reset on that. We want you to embrace something like the clean sink club. We want you to do it right now. We want you to get past that discomfort of, oh, the couch feels really good. Oh, I can watch one more episode of Better Call Saul. No, what you have to do is you you know that you're going to have to get up and walk over to the sink and take the extra five or 10 minutes there when you really don't want to and just fucking do it. Those are the kinds of things that can really change people. I mean, I'm talking at like a fiber of your being type of level. Yeah, the physical aspects of the challenge of going to the gym and you're working on your nutrition. And yes, there's certainly going to be mental and emotional aspects to those as well. But this piece is really, really powerful. And guess what? When you wake up in the morning and you go to make your cup of coffee, hopefully last port coffee, and then you look in the sink and it's all done and it's all clean and all the dishes are put away. You can at least rest your head. You can rest on the fact that you did that. You started the day off with a boost that you don't wake up frustrated. You don't wake up and look at the sink and go, man, I got to fucking clean all these dishes that I left from last night. That's the reason why we're including this in the challenge. I hope you guys embrace that. I hope you get fired up on it. Like I said earlier, if the ditches don't, aren't an issue for you, Find one of those things in your life that nobody else sees but you, your hamper, your laundry, your bed, your car, your closet, your clothes that out of the dryer, you just put them into a basket and you don't fold them for 17 days. Do one of those things every day for 40 days. It's so funny how I've shifted on this, right? Is like, I had a, I was like, I was like, I don't like the idea. And now I've shifted to, and it's part, and it's a lot because of your passion behind it, of course, but like. I'm just as fired up as you are now about this concept. And I think, I think we're all going to find that little something 
and it's going to make a big impact. So I'm, I mean, look, we've been talking about this for a while and I'm, I'm, I'm more excited than ever to put this out to the world because it's something that the three of us and our team are really excited about. And we just hope that people want to join us on this journey. And at the end of 40 days, I just hope that people look back and like, Hey, I had a cool experience. I improved somewhere. And I look forward to doing it again at some point in the future, but it's just a 40 days, right? But it's going to create some habits. I think are going to stay for a long while to come. If nothing else, people realize how good they felt when they were doing these things and they'll revert back to them at times. I hope. Gabe, do you want to talk about, so something that we should put the disclaimer out there. And I hope that I'm not discouraging anybody from doing the challenge. This challenge is not free. You will oh. have to pay $10 and 40 cents to join the challenge for 40 days. I know it's not going to break the bank for a lot of people, $10 and 40 cents, but Gabe, why did we choose to put some money on the line here? It's got to have some skin in the game, you know, it's, and, and that's why we chose an amount that felt like, you know, you're not going to sign up, get that first email and just be like, ah, like I'm going to do it in February. Like there should be something there that makes you want to, Hey, I signed up for this. Like I sacrificed, even if it's just, you know, three cups of coffee or a little bit of gas money, but it's something that should at least get you started. And in getting started, I'm really hoping that people, even with two, three days of this, see the momentum building and then are really able to stick to it for 40 days. The last thing we wanted to do is people to get really excited, sign up. And then, you know, because it was just this free thing that you signed up for not get started and it just kind of fizzle out. That would be the worst thing possible. So that's what the $10 and 40 cents are for. They're really just to give you a little bit of skin in the game, get you motivated and don't give you that super easy out to just say, eh, I know I signed up for it. I have all the materials. I'll do it in February. I'll do it. You know, I have a busy week coming up. All the excuses that we always come up with to kick something a little further down the road, which is the whole point of what we don't want to do with this entire challenge. I love the $10.40. You guys came up with that. I had nothing to do with it. I thought it was, it's a cool notion because it's not like NC Fit's trying to dominate. You know, we're, we're not trying to, this is not like a, a money grab. This is purely to have people have some type of buy-in, something really, really small, but it shows that people are putting their money where their mouth is and they're making that investment. I think psychologically, it also does something for you because you're choosing to make an investment in your health, your you're, you're going to take it more seriously than just if you got this free emails, free resources, which by the way, we're sending people resources every day for 40 days, right, Gabe? I mean, they're going to be every single day. It'll be a nice reminder of the commitment that you made and assuming you stick with it, that would be the goal, right? But I, I like the fact that we added the $10. I think we, we debated a little bit about it, but I think it was the right move to put some type of financial component in there because it's just another layer of commitment that people will have towards it, which I think is important. Important. Yeah. And, and last thing we want to do is bombard your email for 40 days and just have this be this annoying thing you have to delete from your inbox. So really the point is every day, just a little like, Hey, like tap on the shoulder reminder, you signed up for it, stick with it. And then every 10 days, there is going to be a milestone email, something that's going to be a little bit more lengthy, probably provide some, some kind of additional value advice and give you your tracker. So every 10 days, you'll have a tracker that you can actually use and check off the days as you complete yeah. them. So you'll have day one through 10, 11 through 20, so on and so forth. So check out the milestone emails, especially the daily emails are just there to say, hey, Jason, don't forget you signed up for it. You're five days in, 35 days to go. Let's go. That's it. Hey, hey, do you guys remember on the old school computers where there used to be, was it a paper clip 
that would like pop up and like dance or something like that. Was it a paper? I can't remember. It was a paper it was clip. A, a Microsoft, yeah. Yeah. And so basically we're just trying to be the paper clip dancing in your email <laughs> oh, once man. a day as a friendly reminder just to get after it. Plus with workout content and all that kind of stuff, right? And people That's can right. follow along with us on the journey. Um, but yeah, we're like the, the paper clip. Yeah. I mean, I, ideally, ideally you're on the NCFIT app and you have four tracks to choose from every single day when you actually want to do like a formal workout for your training through this. But yes, every day the email is going to include an NC fit workout so that if you don't want to go through the trouble or you haven't downloaded the app yet, which you definitely should, there'll be a workout in there for you that'll take away the headache of, Hey, what do I do today? And give you at least some direction on where you can take your fitness that day. One of my last things that I want to say about the EOE 40 challenge, I'm, I'm very, very fired up about it. Like we said earlier, this can be done relative to where you're at in your journey. If you look at this and you go like, hey, this is too easy for me, that's a little bit nonsense because you can ratchet this thing up to be ridiculously challenging, to be really, really hard and restrictive on you. If you look at it and you go, oh man, I'm just a beginner. This is going to be really hard for me. Yeah, it's, it, it will be challenging for sure, but you can make this something that's imminently doable for you. That 40 minutes per day can just be a 40 minute walk per day or even a 20 minute walk plus 20 minutes of stretching per day. If you did that, you are accomplishing the challenge in a way that's appropriate for you. 40 days, you make it what's best for you. Now, if you're on the fence, if you're like, I don't know whether or not, hey, I don't know whether I'll achieve my goal. I don't know whether I'll lose the weight. I don't know whether I'll see my abs. Those things will come. I, I, I think that you will be pleasantly surprised if you put in the 40 days worth of effort that you will make significant progress towards those goals. The other thing is that when you get to the end of 40 days, if you've never done anything like this, there is such an enormous sense of accomplishment that you did something strictly, rigidly, 40 days, every single fucking day, you showed up for 40 days. There is only a very small percentage of people in the world, and I'm being really serious, in the world who can say something like that, that they ever did something for 40 days with really strict compliance. And you get to check that box. My last little thing here is if you have somebody in your life that needs this, if you have a significant other, and that can be a little delicate, but if you have a friend, if you have a family member, if you have a partner, if you have somebody who you know, coworkers, friend, whatever, this is an awesome way to introduce somebody into something and do it with them at the same time while doing what's best for you through the challenge and doing what's best for them through the challenge. You guys can do this together and they yep. can look very different. You can do your 40 days, they can do theirs, but every single day you have somebody who you're accountable with and for an awesome gift to share with somebody who needs a little bit more accountability. Even if you're like, nah, I'm chilling, please check this out. Well, and you have the resources like us, the three of us too, right? So I think your idea of, of getting a friend involved, I think is excellent MDV. And I think like leading in the new year, you need accountability, you know, even for us, right? But that's why we have this because we're holding each other accountable to doing this, but we could also then talk about this stuff online, right? So direct message us, let us know how it's going. Let us know how we can support you because ultimately our goal with this is to create a group of like-minded people who want to improve. And that's ultimately what we're trying to do for ourselves and for as many people as possible. And yes, we're a fitness organization, but doing things like this, I think is bigger than just the fitness component. I think it's going to improve our lives overall. And so that to me is a major, major component of what NC Fit stands for. 
And selfishly, it gives me an accountability team, right? So now all of us can be doing it together. So I think, I think we've done a good job explaining what the challenge is and why it's important. Um, and I'm really excited for this one, for, for what it's going to be like to celebrate at the end of 40 days with people who have really got, got behind it and, and really been dedicated for something for that duration of time. Because I think for me, this will be the first time formally that I've done something for 40 days with these, with these components. For me, I've done other things for periods of times. This will be the first time I've ever done anything with this structure. And I'm really looking forward to it, actually. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold myself really accountable. And I think the, the checklists that we're giving, the resources we're providing, and the online component is going to be a really nice way for people to get uh, incorporated. Hell yeah. I, I got, I'm Gabe, I'm sure you have a couple of final words, but I got, I got one more, one more thing to say. My one more, one more thing is the that- The final, final? The final, final. I'm the type of person that I don't take out my credit card to do fucking shit. Like if I have to wait to the last minute to book the hotel or book the flight or buy the gift, I, just who I am, it gives me anxiety to take the credit card out and type it in. Here's the deal on this though, people, please listen. It starts on January 10th. Don't wait until January 10th to sign up. Sign up now, put yourself into the arena, and then don't worry about it until January 10th. Get it going now, though. And if for some reason you forget, you can always sign up before January 10th, January 9th, January 10th, sign up, and you can sign up days after that as well. But don't sleep on it. If you're on the fence, if you want to do this, sign up now. The link will be in the show notes. You can also go to nc.fit, find out more about the EOE challenge there. But please sign up. Don't wait. Okay, I'm mute myself. My last words is going to be sharing what my, you know, clean dish club version is going to be for me. If I'm being completely honest, not a challenge for me. You know, we have a system, me and Bloom, like clean up the whole kitchen. It's the last thing we do before going to bed. So it wouldn't be right, like we said, in the spirit of the challenge to say that that's what I'm going to do. So I bought an alarm clock and now the phone is going to live in the kitchen at night. It's a really small thing that I know is a bad habit for me and that no one's looking. It's just me. But for someone that knows how important sleep is, you know, I'll stare at blue light until literally the last moment when I fall asleep. I know it's not ideal. So I have an alarm clock coming in, ordered it on Amazon. That's going to be my like little, you know, side challenge that's going to replace my clean sink club. So I'm sharing it with you guys to hold me accountable. That's my version of that there. I love that. Well, I, 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 I'm, I'm really, really, really looking forward to this. And I'm, I'm really excited that you guys are as excited about it, right? It's, it's cool to, to feel the excitement that we all have in regards to this. And I hope that people can, who are listening can, can capture that energy and, and embody that as well for the 40 days because we're all going to feed off each other. And like you're saying, holding yourself accountable, I think is really important. So guys, I really appreciate your time. I think this has been really great. I can't wait for people to jump on it. Um, for anybody listening who want to check it out, make sure you check out the show notes. And as MDV was saying, almost sounded, you, you would have made a really good infomercial person back in the day. Like, don't wait, you know, right set now. Forget it. <laughs> set it and forget it. But uh, have a great day, everybody. Uh, make sure you check out MDV. Make sure you check out Gabe on social media. Hit us up. Let us know how we can support you. And looking forward to having you with us on the challenge. Let's go.